You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Rev. Trudy Daly. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Welcome, and today we have back with us Adrian Evans of AF Ministries, who's going to do part two of Living to Lead. Well, thank you again, everybody. It's great to be in your space. Um, uh, we're talking about living to lead. Uh, living is, is a lifestyle of leadership. You know, it's not just a half an hour here and there. Uh, it's We're living to lead as in a lifestyle of leadership influencing people wherever we go. I want to talk about living, learning, listening, and loving uh, as part of this whole thing. Intentional living, it's, you know, we've talked about this in the past that we, um, the hardest person to lead is ourself. You know, we can't go around telling everybody, bossing everybody to how to do life when we're not taking responsibility for our Selves and the power of leadership, whether it's lifestyle leadership or in an organization, is in our ability to do it first. We arrive first, we give first, we love first, we pray first. We're a leader, do as I do. They did a study in businesses and uh, several different organizations, um, some within church world and some in the corporate world, and ask people the best way they learn. Do they learn by instruction or how do they learn? 90% of people learn by what they see. It's the old thing, don't, don't do what I do, do what I say. That doesn't work. Children will grow up mimicking what they see. And um, we all grow by what we see. We are visual people, really. So the power of leadership is in our ability to do it first. So if I want people to be on time, I need to be on time. If I want people to pray, I need to pray. If I want people to give, be givers in life all across the, the panorama of their world, I need to live a life of giving, of excellent spirit. If we want people to love and expect people to love, then we have to love first. You know, there's a prince, it's a biblical principle because Jesus said, you can love me because I loved you first. So Jesus did it first. Uh, in the last uh, several weeks of radio, uh, I talked about this woman who did it first, um, took responsibility for her life. The, 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 the uh, lady in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 816, you can read it. We won't go into it today. But she was the woman whose decisions and choices made her, caused her to be in the exact place when Elijah walked into a town. She was gathering sticks. Elijah was told by God he would see a woman gathering sticks and she was going to be the one who would help him, feed him, 
and she was going to be the one that God would bring divine um, provision for, for to save her and her son. Remember, um, we said she was a self-starter. She did not despise the small things she had in her hand. We're talking about leading. She's leading her son, and she didn't know it. Her son saw his mother un not being defeated and feeling sorry for herself. Her, his, her son saw his mother making a choice to get out, leave the house, use what she had, and she used her time, she used her resources. God met her in the field. Her son saw all this. God met her in the field, not knocking on doors. God, there's something about the person who leads themselves attracts God to their life, attracts the future to their life. She led herself, she did it first, resulting in the fact she made a difference now and in the future and the generations of her son. This intentional learning and growing, we said last time I did radio, we said we grow older naturally, but not necessarily we don't grow smarter. You know, we've got to look at our life, where we were 12 months ago. Have I still got a short fuse? Am I still afraid of this? Am I still fearful about that? Have I still got unforgiveness in my heart towards that person? Am I still bitter? And we ask ourselves just the hard questions in our heart. And if none of those things have changed, then maybe I've just got older but not more mature. See, experience, we, we, we've heard this, experience is the best teacher. Well, it's not really. Some people kill themselves by get running into the same wall time after time after time. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. How can I not do what just happened? You know, uh, what, what just, how this thing just happened, what can I change so it doesn't happen again? Evaluated experience means I go over that experience, I, I don't fret, I don't get condemned over it, but I look at it in a healthy way because growth is something that I want to do. I don't want to do this again. And so I evaluate that experience so I can do life better. There's a, a story that I love. There's a lady... She decided she was, uh, she was in her 40s and uh, she had a dream when she was young of being a lawyer. And so here, remember we're talking about living to lead. All these people inspire us. This is their life choices that they make that inspire us. This lady inspires me because when I heard this story, I remember it often when I battle with that thought, oh, I'm getting older, I'm getting older you know, so she was a woman who wanted to be a lawyer when she was young and didn't, didn't follow that path in life or couldn't. She was in her 40s, her late 40s, and she made the decision. She said, in four or five years, I'm going to be older. I can't help that. But she said, I can be who I am now or I can be a lawyer in five years. You know, it's, I can get to choose how I'm going to spend these five years. And she did. She set a heart and a mind, and in five years' time or four years' time, I forget, she was a lawyer. She passed her bars. She passed her exams, and she was a lawyer. 
See, we're all going to be four years older in four years' time. That's no-brainer. But how we're going to be in that four years is up to us. We can choose to be like this lady and pick up our life and pick up our choices and pick up our dreams and decide, I'm going to be older and I'm going to be wiser. I'm going to be older and I'm going to write that book. I'm going to be older and I'm going to go and, and help this group, this people group. I'm going to be older and go into and do the studies that I've always wanted to do. If we're not careful, we just let time go and time Time is our greatest, we hear it all the time, it's our greatest friend and we need to be a friend to time and not take it for granted and waste it because the years go faster. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's the end of 2022. I can remember when this year started. And if, if we're not careful, it can be the end of 2023 and we haven't followed after that dream. We haven't followed after our heart. We haven't bettered ourselves and we haven't positioned ourselves so we can better ourselves and inspire the people around us to do the same thing. You know, I'm sure that that lady had opposition when she sat in that class of young people. I'm sure she did. They probably thought, well, what the heck are you doing, old lady? And she studied and she did so well. And to this day, that story inspires me. Uh, because I five years, I'm going to be five years older or four years older, but how I'm going to be um, is a choice and a challenge to my own heart. So I get to do that. I get to focus on that time, lean into that time, give that time attention and don't just let that time pass me by. I spend it and I spend it well. The only thing that really grows without intentional care in our life, the only thing that grows is the weeds of our mind and our thinking. That's the only thing. If I just keep going and, and not care and don't give attention to the time where I am and how I'm doing life, who I'm influencing, who I'm helping, the dreams in my heart, I just go and, and, and all of a sudden my mind is filled with stuff that doesn't matter, stuff that doesn't get me anywhere, negative thoughts. And have you, if you're a gardener, you know weeds grow really easily. I mean, you don't even have to care for weeds and they grow. I planted tomato seeds once. I'm not a gardener, but I planted tomato seeds and I came looking for the tomato bush and all I saw was weeds. There were about 12 weeds to that one tomato bush just came up first and foremost. And so, you know, we have to be intentional. We have to choose to tend the garden of our mind. We have to choose to think about how I'm going to spend my time, how I'm going to influence people, how I can love people, how I can show acts of kindness to people. We can get our mind on board with our future and our mind can be so productive when we give attention to it. I'm reading a book right now, As a Man Thinketh. Uh, I've read it before. It's a phenomenal book. And when you read it, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, the power of a thought. Everything starts with a thought. This woman was going to be a lawyer, started with a thought when she was younger. 
And so what we do is we give attention. If we're going to live to lead, we do it on purpose. It doesn't happen accidentally. It doesn't happen just by chance. It happens on purpose. It means I set out looking for someone to help. You know, sometimes I'm so blindsided by life and distracted by the, all the things that are happening around life. But then there's other times I find myself really doing what I'm talking to you about today. And I'll go into the supermarket and I'll say, I want to find somebody to be kind to. And I purposely look when I go through a checkout to see if there's someone with less groceries than me that I can let go first, or whether there's an older person, or whether there's a, a young mom, or whether there's somebody there that would benefit from going through the checkout before me. And my desire is to live in that mindset all the time, not just every so often. When I drive down the road, sometimes I'm just like passive and I'm just driving to get somewhere. Other times when I stop, I smile at the person in the next car or I'll wave to somebody or I'll, you know, I remember when I was riding my motorbike once down south and I was sitting at the satellites and I was feeling a little depressed and I just sat there and the bike was idling and a car came up beside me and this little boy in the car looked out at me and he just had this most beautiful smile on his face and waved. Can I tell you that smile? It just changed my whole day. Uh, whatever, that, the medicine of a smile, it costs nothing, but it does so much. I go out and we all try, we're all intentional to live a, le a life that leads people and helps people. We live to lead for people. The... Um, what I wanted to go into now is we've said living, being intentional about living. We lean in, we focus. I want to talk about listening. Uh, listening, it, it's an art that's developed. Man, I've got to tell you, I am not a good listener. As you can probably tell by the radio programs, I'm a talker. I like to talk, 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 and I even interrupt people. It's like someone's talking and I get a, a great idea and, and that's just gone. I just butt in with an idea. I don't mean to be rude. I just get inspired by a thought and just put it right in there. And, and, uh, and I do that way too much and I'm learning <laughs> to be a much better listener. But listening is an art, even for the Christian. You know, sometimes we're, we're bad listeners with each other, but we have to, that carries over in our relationship with God. It's like Jesus might say, be wanting to say to me, I want you to go, and I hear that, and I'm like, yes, Lord, I'm going. I'm going. I'm packing my suitcase. I'm going. But the rest of the sentence is, I want you to go and rest and wait on me. And so I miss the second half because I've only halfway heard what he wants to say to me. And we do that with people sometimes. We, we, we either butt in or we cut off and we don't listen to understand. See, the, the best effective leaders are people who really listen. They are the best listeners. 
I heard uh, John Maxwell say once, he said, it's the duty, the first duty of love is to listen. You know, two minutes in a conversation, there's an open door. If we will listen, become intentional to be in that moment, and this person has my sole attention, I am listening not only to their words, but I'm listening to their heart behind the words, because words carry weight. Um, the smallest amount of words can show you there's a grieving heart behind them. It's, uh, it, you know, being a parent, I have found that there were times when my children wanted to talk, but I wasn't ready to listen. There are times when I said to them, now talk to me, talk to me, but they weren't ready to talk. And sometimes, even at the most inconvenient times, they would come and they would want to talk. There was a window there where they wanted to talk. And as a parent, if I didn't give myself to that window of opportunity and listen, that would close. Maybe not ever open again. As a parent, we listen and it's usually on our children's terms. It's usually when they're ready to talk. I don't think you can force a child to talk honestly. You can force them to say something that they think you might want to hear. But when they want to be open and vulnerable, and you know, I find this often with teenagers. You know, there's a time where they just will sit down and open their heart. And you know what? It might only be a small time, a small window of time. But in that small window, if I sit there and I listen to understand, it can be a life changer. It can be a relationship changer. See, listening is such an art and it can be developed how I listen I love this thought that uh, John Maxwell said, I think. Somebody said it that was way smarter than me, but it's so true. It said, nothing I say is going to teach me anything today, but what I hear, I may learn. What I listen to, I can learn. Nothing I say is going to teach me anything, but maybe what I hear is going to teach me something. Listening. A poem, there's a poem. A wise old owl sat in an oak tree. The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't we be like that wise old bird? See, as we finish this session, I want to talk a little more about listening and uh, the next one, but you know, I, I thought about that. Why can't we be like that wise old bird? The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. You know, it's such a, it's such a lesson. And sometimes for people like me who like to talk, it's a wake-up call. It's saying, if you want to live to lead Adrian, then you've got to listen a whole lot more than you do. You've got to be attentive. You've got to not just hear, but you've got to listen to understand. 
So God bless you all. Thank you for having me today. Thank you, Pastor Trudy. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.